0: Welcome to the American Mutso Show. I hope you guys remember or at least heard about the explosive video evidence that came out about a Pfizer executive, a director openly admitting that they not only manipulate viruses, but they also know about irreversible damaging side effects that who knows what will happen. James O'Keefe and his team, they worked with several people. One of them just happened to be a Pfizer whistleblower and we have her on the show you're not going to want to miss this.
1: Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public.
0: No. Don't tell anyone this You got got do
1: You know how the virus keeps
0: mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can on, pro- <laughs> <laughs> we can create, i developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. viruses. <laughs> be like very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere.
1: Something Which, crazy.
0: But is the way that the virus started, it moved on. To be honest, like it's, it makes no sense if this virus popped out of nowhere. And, like
1: Yeah, I know. Meet Jordan Tristan Walker director of research and development strategic operations and mrna scientific planning at pfizer well
0: you're not supposed to do gain function research with the viruses like yeah they recommend not but you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent yeah so there there is research i about that i don't know how that's gonna work there might not be any more outbreaks because like jesus Before we get going, let me read you a quick review from one of our customers of Freedom Fuel. I'm so excited to have found Freedom Fuel, my stress eating habits were spoiling my efforts to clean up my diet and accomplish my health goals. I needed something natural and safe to curb my appetite, especially for sweets, so that I could truly begin to feel success. This product does just that, while also giving me the things my body needs and a boost of energy at the same time. I'm so happy I found this Game Changer supplement. Walker. So if you go to freedomblends.com right now, go down to the bundle pack of Freedom Fuel. It's the most popular product. Slide the pictures to the left, read the testimonials, read the ingredients. You're going to love it.
1: In order to obtain these things, we need brave people. We need brave whistleblowers. We need people on the inside. There were people on the inside of Pfizer who helped us obtain this. And she was a little reluctant to go public, rightfully so. She was scared. It didn't feel right. But after what I went through, we reconnected. The individual who helped identify this man, who helped bring this to light. The person who worked with Pfizer, who was targeted, who was brought into a room, interrogated, who had a red van go to her home, harass her and her loved ones, who was scared for her life rightfully so, scared for her life, was so inspired by the series of events that have occurred over the last three weeks that she's decided to go public with me on the stage right now. And her name is Debbie. Debbie from Pfizer, would you please come out here?
2: Like Jane said, I was a little reluctant to come at first. I was scared for my life. I was worried that I would end up in a body bag or in a car accident. But um, I realized that the spirit of fear is not from the Lord. And as a believer, I knew that I couldn't just sit there. I couldn't just sit there and watch people get lied to. People get gaslit. It made me angry. And I talked to James, and um, he you know, gave me the courage to come up here, and I'm so thankful you know, to have people here who are willing to listen and who are willing to stand up. And I think we all need to learn to not be fearful. Fear is how the enemy controls us. The reason why our country is going the way it's going is because of fear. People are willing to give up their freedom and their liberty to feel safe. We can't do that. I just wanna tell all the people here in this room who are employed, if you guys work for big tech, media, a government agency, It's your responsibility to stand up. Do not let these people keep getting away with this. If you don't say something, they're going to keep doing it. That's why we're where we are today. That's why they keep doing it. That's why they keep lying to you. That's why they keep gaslighting you. Stand up. Be brave. Do something for this country, or else we're all doomed. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Debbie Bernal, thank you so much for joining the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, when I when I watched this clip uh, weeks ago, I remember thinking, I don't know how, but I have got to somehow get that person on my podcast, and here you are. So God is good.
2: <laughs> yes, he is.
0: Um, What have you learned in the last just couple weeks about opposition?
2: I learned that fear is their number one tool. Mm. Uh, The opposition will use your fear to control you. And the longer we stay silent, the more they can keep doing what they do. And if we don't stand up, for what we believe in and what we know is true, it's just going to keep going and we should not stay silent.
0: That's amazing. Um, I like to have people on the, on the podcast that are, that have kind of put it out on the line. I try to, I I have a a few different guests, you know, um, some doctors, but most of the time I try to find people that are, that are willing to do the very hard things. And, and the reason why is because I believe, this is my personal opinion, this, I call it the beast system. Do you know what I mean by the beast system? Like everything, like this entire structure that we live in, in society that's controlled by fear, that's controlled by money, that's controlled by manipulation, m- manipulation force, fear, coercion. The beast system, I believe, is going to force everybody to bow down to it. And we saw that with COVID, right? Um, What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on what I just said?
2: No, I think you're spot on. I think that with this whole pandemic thing, you know, they lied to us and they said, Oh, it would just take two weeks to flatten the curve. And then, you know, weeks later they, you know, started telling us that, Oh, we need to stay home longer. We need to do it for our grandma and grandpa. We need to save lives. Then, you know, they came out, they rolled out with the vaccine, and then they tried to tell us, you need to get vaccinated. They lied to us and told us that it would stop the spread of COVID. I remember it started like that first. It would stop the spread. Then they told us, okay, maybe it'll uh, just prevent prevent you from getting COVID. Okay. The next one was, oh, it's to protect others. It's to protect yourself. It's to, you know, if you don't do this, you're the bad guy, right? And then- you know, just a few months ago. Oh, no, no, we take that back. It's, it's so you don't have the extreme symptoms that lead you to the hospital.
0: <laughs> how so does somebody like you, how does somebody like you and talk like you and present like you and have the spirit about you work for a place like that? That's what a lot of people are thinking right now. How is this? How is this happening?
2: Yeah, so I'll make it, I'll just put this out here right now. So I was a consultant. And as a consultant, you don't necessarily always get to pick what project you go on. So there's something called being on the bench. So when you're in consulting, being on the bench means you're not on a project. And what that means is you're just waiting to be placed on a project. So I was on the bench for a while it was during the holiday season. And usually during the holiday season, people don't really take on consultants for the projects because people are wrapping up, people are getting ready for the holidays. So I was on the bench for a while and HR started to harass me about me needing to get on a project right away. So um, what I needed to do is I needed to start applying to just a bunch of different roles that applied to my background, which is healthcare. And that's what I did. Um, they gave me until December to get on a project or else they would fire me. That's kind of the threat that they gave me. So I, what I really just did is I went on what we use to apply to get on projects. And I just, you know, apply to whatever was open and whatever uh, project would take me based on my qualification. And I did not think that I would ever end up on Pfizer's project at all. That was the last thing I would have imagined myself on. Mm-hmm. And I had applied and I, I had a manager reach out to me and told me, hey, we need someone on this project right away. I talked to your previous managers, they said you were great, so can we just roll you on right away? I didn't really have much of a choice at that point because I was already threatened that I was gonna get fired. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I guess. And um it I it was really hard for me because I was sitting there, you know, just staring at the logo Pfizer and I was like oh, my greatest enemy, you know. Well, okay. and I, I told my parents, yeah, I told my parents, I was like, Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna be in Chicago for a while for a, a project with Pfizer, and they're like Pfizer really isn't that the company that you you've been you know warning us about you know (laughs) this company that you've been you know so open about you know disliking and um I told them, yeah like I didn't really have a choice but um yeah so that's essentially how I got in um and the way I thought of it at first is you know the best way to fight your opponent is to get to know it so Mm. um yeah, I you have really to study like your that. enemy. Yeah. Because you they study us, you know. They're not just sitting there watching us from before. No, they're watching our every move yeah, and that's they're studying our us. DNA. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think we have to do the same thing sometimes in oh, order to understand is so what they're this doing. Is so good as yeah. you're
0: telling me this story. I I really believe that this was all when I was watching you on stage and when I was watching you present and when I was watching you talk, I'm like this, you were, this, you were born for this. I, I hope you understand that. Like, I, I understand that you're, that you're getting a lot of opposition because I do believe there is a, a law, like, you know how we have laws on earth. There's a law, lo- there's laws in the universe. And one of those laws is the opposition and all things. So I'm sure you have felt a lot of pressure, I'm sure you felt a lot of darkness, because you, when you did what you did, which we'll get into in just a minute, like what exactly, because there are people like, what did she do? Um, When you did what you did, um, you put out X amount of light into the universe, boom. And so what I mean by this opposition is as much light as you put out into the universe, and this is to any listener, any viewer, you are going to get the equal opposition back, and I believe the reason why is that is the only way to elevate spiritually. It is the only way to grow. That's why I asked the very first question: Tell me about the opposition, because I I I I love to understand that because then it prepares people. It's like, well, I don't want to do anything. I don't. I don't. I don't want to put it all on the line because I don't want to get that opposition. Um, but that's why I asked you how about the opposition?
2: Yeah. No. um, Yeah. Like I said, they really rely on your fear. They know, you know, that you're just trying to provide for your family or that you have student loans that you need to pay off. And they capitalize on that. They know that you need them and they can exploit your, you and your fear. um, and no, you're absolutely right. When all this started, I felt a heaviness. I was so afraid. I couldn't sleep for days, and I felt hopeless. Um, and it was it was so scary. And not only that, you you just keep having that constant taunting voice in your mind, just mm-hmm. saying, "Was this really worth it?" Was it really worth your career or your salary? Was it really worth it? And once I came out and people started thanking me for it, it reminded me that I had a bigger you know, motive for it. It wasn't you know, to get clout. It wasn't to get famous or anything. No, it was to let people know that these people are lying to you. And to me, it felt like an obligation. So, um, and I I really feel like the opposition doesn't expect that from us. So when we do, you know, do the opposite of what they think we're gonna do, it comes as a surprise to them. And um, I really do think this is a spiritual war. I think there's something bigger happening, um, especially now, the more we light, watch light, the light news darkness. yes absolutely light, light and darkness. yeah and um you know the enemy doesn't want want the truth it doesn't want the light it wants to keep us hidden it wants darkness to take over the world and it's you know people who stand up that help encourage other people and let them know that there's hope so i,
0: I love it i love yeah. it so much it's a uh, The best defense is what? Do you know what I'm gonna say? Is a great offense. And that's why that's why I I always try to tell people like, you are the change, you are the light. When you start moving, Satan hates it because now he's got to catch up to you. Because he's used to making moves, he's used to putting people in check. He's used to that constant Mm -hmm. crippling fear. But when one of God's children, like yourself, pops out and goes against the grain the devil's kingdom scrambles and I think that's exactly what happened. And so can you, let's go back a little bit, how this came to pass. I know that there's certain things you probably can't talk about, but, but how did this whole thing come to pass?
2: Sure. Um, well, when I started working on the project, it really, it really just was work. Um, as a consultant, your job is to just work and make the client happy and, when I was on site, I, you know, they gave me credentials, they gave me a computer, and I was just exploring through the portal. I was just honestly, just curious. I was just curious about the studies, what they were posting on their portal, which was open to all their employees, just, you know, their latest news, um, their studies, what they're doing next and whatnot. And I, I was just exploring to be, to be honest, I just wanted to see if I could find something that could tell me whether what I believed was true or not because you know you always have to question things whether you think you're right or wrong I feel like you should always question things and look for the truth so I just started you know searching for things searching for studies and I was just reading through it now this was all open to any employee so um, anyone could have opened this and read it themselves and There were just a few things that I saw where I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I was right. So the people that they were censoring on social media, the people that they were, uh, the doctors that they were uh, censoring on TV or trying to, you know, minimize their positions or their theories and whatnot, they were right. And as soon as I saw that, I was, I I got really upset. I got really upset because why are we silencing people who are telling the truth? Mm. And the more I started speaking to the workers there, um, I actually developed a really good relationship with a lot of the workers there and the managers. And we would go out and uh, go out for dinner and drinks and whatnot. And the things they told me, just really shocked me and to make it very clear, there are people there who think what we think, and they're doing what they're doing for for work. And a lot of these people working there, they're probably younger than me. A lot of them were a lot younger than me. Straight out of college, they studied something in STEM, like biology, chemistry, or something like that. And typically when you study, bio or chemistry, and you don't go into medicine, there's not much you can do with it. So getting a job at Pfizer is a huge resume booster for them. And it's a great way for them to get into the corporate world with their STEM degree, or else they would probably have to work at a lab or somewhere else where it, it won't pay as well. So the things they told me, um, the, the fear that they had as well, that, that's kind of something that really stood out to me. They were also afraid. They were afraid of management. They were afraid of literally everything. They told me that they were being monitored. They were being listened to. They weren't allowed to have anything on their desks, mm. um, in their cubicles. They were just terrified of getting fired. And I remember explicitly one person telling me, because I told him, I was like, well, if you have these concerns, why, why don't you, you know, Go to management. Why don't you report it? And they these words, you don't mess with big pharma. That's what they told me. Wow. And I I just stood there and I was like, wow, this is how they have them controlled. This is why people aren't coming out and you know, saying what they think. So uh it was it was really crazy, just the the stories that I heard. Um, just the sentiment that I got from these workers. It, it was really sad. It was really sad. But a lot of them actually share the same beliefs that we do and um, they're just going along for the ride for, you know, money. But, and I, you know, I'm not criticizing them because I, I got it. You have student loans to pay off. Maybe you have a family to take care of, but um, I just think this is how fear is being that, used that's against exactly us. How we're in
0: the, that's how we're in the place that we're in because most Exactly. industries, like I was in law enforcement, most industries have some some pretty gnarly skeletons and some pretty crazy stuff that's happening behind the scenes in most industries from the yeah. education system, big corporations, um government, like <laughs> most. Oh yeah. And so so that's what that's how we've that's what I believe how we've gotten to this place is that if you talk about this, if you do this, if you do that, you will lose your job. You will. And and so then it comes down to are do you have the character or what's happening? Is it, is it worth it? And so um, how does, how do, how does James O'Keefe, how does this now transpire?
2: Yeah. So I'll jump. Um, I saw it. So Like I said, I saw a few things. I mean, you can just imagine the what I did after. But um, I'll kind of go from when he released the video of Jordan. Um, So the morning after James had released the video of um, Jordan Walker explicitly saying what he said, I, out of pure curiosity, was in the office and I hopped on my Microsoft Teams. Um, and I just looked his name up. I just wanted to see if he was still employed <laughs> or if he was still at Pfizer. Um, and he was, and that was it. That that was really just what happened that morning. And that's what dinged me about three hours after I did that little search just to see if he was online or whatever.
0: Because their, um, their, their narrative was a little bit different, right? Their, narr- their narrative was a little bit different than 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 what you may have seen. And so, oh, yeah. so, three hours later, then what happens?
2: Three hours later, I was in a conference room taking a meeting for work. And I noticed that there was this lady standing outside the door. She was just waiting. And I didn't think much of it. I just assumed she was waiting to use the room or something along the lines of that. And finally, she just opened the door, helped herself in and told me that I needed to hang up, that they were trying to reach me through the phone and that I need to pick it up right now and I told her, I'm in a meeting right now, can I take the call later and she looked at me and said can you hang up right now you can take the meeting later I was like, okay
0: What is your heart heart doing right now?
2: Oh, it's racing, Mm -hmm. it's racing at this point I'm like, oh great I was like, here it is Um, so I left the meeting and I take the phone and it's my company and the person in charge of the Pfizer project relationship manager, uh, told me that as of today, my contract with Pfizer was ending and I asked him, well, why did something happen? What's going on? Can't you let me know? And he was really playing it off like, no, no, don't worry about it nothing's wrong. It's just ending. Um, they're probably going to ask you for your laptop and badge. So just finish off your day and just give them your laptop and badge and just, you'll be fine. And then just find another project tomorrow. So I thought that was weird. So I hang up the phone with him and then the security lady is standing right next to me and she asks me for the laptop and badge. So I give it to her and then, uh, she looks at me and tells me, can you follow me? (laughs) and i i was like sure so i follow her to the other side of the building and she takes me into this locked wow. interrogation room this is Yeah, is a cop
0: a, this is just like
2: uh a just security secu-
0: yeah like a security. Okay. yeah this isn't even a cop i'm
2: assuming they're it cyber security i don't know just security um and so she puts in the little code in the padlock or whatever um, she opens the door and I go in there and I'm like, okay, I know what this is. I'm about to get interrogated.
0: Yeah. This, you're like detained at this point. And do you, do you, yeah. wish, you'd have been like, um, no, thanks. Looking back. Like, um, hey, we're good.
2: You know, I do. I, 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 I kind of, yeah. Looking back, there's probably a few things I would have done differently. Um, one of them just not going into the room with her would have mm-hmm. been a good idea, but it's okay. It's, it's whatever. I, I got to see how they, they work in Mm -hmm. these situations. So it was fine. So I go in the room and she starts asking me, do you have anything that belongs to Pfizer on your personal computer or your phone or your work laptop? And I tell her, Well, ma'am, I am a consultant and part of my job was to make deliverables for Pfizer that are for you guys. So, of course, I'm going to have things that belong to you guys because it was my job to make those things for you guys. And she looked at me kind of confused. I I don't think she expected me to give her the answers that I I gave her. You
0: have an IQ. uh, Yeah, yeah. Smart.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and then she gets a little more specific. She's like, "What about your phone? Would wow. you mind if I went through your phone to double check?" Oh. And I looked at her and I, I, I literally said, "Are you serious? Nice. You want to look through my personal phone?" Nice. She's like, "Yeah, would you mind?" And I said. You can absolutely not go through my absolutely. phone. I'm not giving you my personal phone. Yes. And yeah, and just and you letting can do everyone this to police know. Too. Yeah. This is what people don't yes. know.
0: You can say exactly. you have a Fourth Amendment right. Like, exactly. this, is, this is part of the Constitution that they want to tear apart.
2: Exactly. Lucky for me, I have become a huge fan of those audit the audit videos on YouTube. Just mm-hmm. to, so I, I, you know, I know that they can't look through your personal phone. I just know that. So um, I tell her, no, she kind of gets surprised by that, too, because I think she just expected me to be like, yeah, sure, here, like, take my phone. And then she goes, okay, would you mind leaving your phone here overnight? (laughs) And I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that either, ma'am. I gave you your Pfizer laptop, the things that you issued to me. Those things belong to you guys. My phone belongs to me. So I'm going to go home with all of my personal belongings. Can I leave now? And then she starts um, asking me, well, did you look up anything today? Anything personal about anyone? Do you have anything that could reveal the, in- the, um, the information about someone's uh, name or like something like that? She was clearly alluding to the video that James had released. And I was like, ma'am, if you're not going to get more specific about this, this clearly feels like an interrogation. Can you, you know. Cut this, you know, garbage, get straight to the point with me and just ask me what you want to ask me, because this is, I, I don't have time for this. If you guys want me to leave, I can leave. And then she keeps going like, no, like, what are you, what are you alluding to? Is there something you want to say? Mm. And, um, I tell her, look, man, before we continue, is it okay if I start recording this conversation? Good for you. Because- Gosh, you are yes.
0: amazing. Yes. You need to go work I, with James is what you need to do.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it's in the works. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um yeah, um I tell her, Can I start recording this uh for future use in case I need to show this to my lawyer? And then she looks at me, she's clearly upset that she's not getting the an answer she wants, and then she says, Let me go ask. And then she gets up and leaves me in the room for a while. And then at is that the, point, is the, I'm room, is
0: the room locked. It's locked. This yeah. is unbelievable.
2: Yes, this would, yes.
0: this would, this is, oh my gosh, I, okay, keep going. I mean, this is like, detain-y. like you're detained.
2: Yes, I was detained. Yeah. Um, so I'm in the room freaking out at this point. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think, I don't remember who I messaged, but I was like, oh my God, Pfizer has me in a locked room right now. I, I don't know what's going on. Um. And I'm just freaking out. I don't know what's going to happen to me. Uh, But then she comes back and she tells me, all right, you can leave. And I said, okay. And I get up, I walk outside the room and I see all of my personal stuff scattered on a bench. Mm. My my my, um, backpack is unzipped and it's open. Everything's just scattered out on a bench. Mm. And I got mad. I looked at her and I said, did you just grab my personal things without my permission? I, I got rude. I got really rude to her. Um, I looked at her. I was like, you cannot do that. I did not give you permission to do that. What is your name? What is your first and last name? And what is your position here? And she told me, I wrote it down just in case I needed it for future reference. Um, I actually tried to go to the police for it, but um, try to make a police report for false, you know, detain, detainment or whatever. I don't know. But, um, they, it's not as easy as it looks like, but, um, I did call the police just in case, but, um, you know, I, I don't know how much they could have done at this point, but, um, so she just looks at me. She didn't even say sorry. Um, and then at that point I just, went back to my car, my rental, I grabbed my stuff, put it back in the backpack, and I went back to my rental car and went back to my hotel. At that point, I'm freaking out because I don't know what's going on, what's going to go on with my company. I'm My mind is just going everywhere. And I try to log into my work laptop to try to talk to my manager and kind of you know, let her know that, hey, I'm not working on whatever I'm supposed to be working on anymore because I kind of just got kicked out. Um, so I try to log on and I'm locked out of my account. So my company locked me out of my account. And at that point I knew it. I was, I was for certain I was fired. <laughs> there's no way they're not going to let this go. Pfizer is like their diamond client. They're not going to an employee of there's nothing compared to the millions that they get from Pfizer. So the next day, um, I get a call from my company's lawyer and they pretty much call me they tell me hey so something occurred yesterday on client site we kind of just want to hear what happened from your side we're doing an investigation
0: mm. well, yeah, and we're, um, we're, on your, we're on your side
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, gosh, yeah it's These yeah. people. oh my gosh yeah um so they try to play nice but i i knew like that that wasn't what's was happening and um I told them, well, I went on to the client site, I worked, and then I was detained. And they start asking me, well, did you look something up? Mm. And so we're, back. I we're, asked we're them, back.
0: We're back being detained again.
2: Yes, exactly. And then um, I asked them, I was like, well, is there something I wasn't supposed to look up? And they're like, "They again, they weren't expecting me to give them these answers. <laughs> I know not to give them, you know... Answers that will incriminate myself in any kind of way. So I just tried to get them to tell me what was going on. Eventually, they asked me, do you know a Jordan Walker?
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I'm like, um, no, I do not personally know a Jordan Walker. Is there, is there a reason I should? And um, they're trying to get out of me. Like, what did you look up? And I pretty much just tell him, look, I don't remember. And the lawyer kind of gave me attitude. And they're like, how do you not remember? I remember everything I looked up yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I I just went through a very traumatic event. You know, Pfizer put me in a locked interrogation room. And I'm scared for my life. And you guys are doing nothing. So I'm sorry if my memory is a little foggy. But yeah, I don't remember much from yesterday other than being locked in a room and interrogated. And they didn't really say much. So I kept asking them, well, are you guys going to do anything about the client treating your employee that way? And essentially, they try to turn it around on me and Mm. tell me, well, we're just trying to get the truth and we're trying to get your side of the story. And I said, okay, let's cut this.
0: Truth matters to Pfizer.
2: Yeah. So I said, "Okay, I'm I'm not going to waste my time here. Clearly, you guys are going to do whatever your diamond client wants you to do. And that's probably going to be to fire me. So you guys are not on my side. You guys are not on the employee side. So I'm sorry, I cannot help you anymore. So I'm not going to continue this without a lawyer. And we can try this again with a lawyer present. And um, I hung up. Oh, the scary part was.
0: This is before all scary, the by call. the way. I mean, my heart's thumping just thinking. For so, <laughs> so yeah. Please tell us the scary part because you're like yeah.
2: So, before we end the call, um, the lawyer tells me, "Well, where are you right now? Are you wow. at, are you still at your hotel?" And wow. I said, um, "No, I checked out. I'm currently at my parents' house." And he goes, "Oh, so you're at." Blah 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 blah, wow. and I'm like, um.
0: This is some wicked I stuff. Mean,
2: yes, and I'm just if, like, if this um,
0: somehow gets, to, I mean, if this somehow, if the person that somehow did this to her, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're not a man. You're you're a puppet for money, and this is where your soul has gone. This is this yeah. kind of stuff makes me mad too, by the way. So, I'm sorry for cutting. Yeah. you. Off. Keep going. Oh
2: no, you're good. You're good. Um, so he reads off my parents' address. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, that that's my parents' address. And they're like, okay, well, we're coming to, we're coming to the address. We'll be there in 20 minutes. And I was like, whoa, what do you mean? And he goes, we're going to come pick up your uh, laptop and uh, we need to talk to you or something like that. And I'm just like, hold up. You're, you're coming to my, like my parents' house when has this ever happened? Usually when a company, when you're getting let go or you quit, you're moving on, whatever, they send you a box with a bunch of styrofoam in it and the sticker to send the laptop back. They'll send you this whole package if you need to send back your laptop. They completely skipped over that and we're just gonna send someone to my house in 20 minutes, mind you, from us being on the phone. So at this point, my heart's racing. I'm like, oh, they're coming for me. Great. Here we go. I was just thinking the worst at that point. I was thinking, okay, if they do this, they're probably going to get feds to raid me or, um, I don't know, a SWAT team. I, I actually talked to the Google whistleblower um, a few days ago and he told me he actually got the, that he got raided by feds and the SWAT team. So, yeah. So I.
0: But he wasn't on, you know, he wasn't on a uh, C- uh, wh- where where were you at? Was it CPAC? Oh, yeah, I was at CPAC. He,
2: he, he, he
0: wasn't on CPAC, right? No, no, no. I don't
2: the think The
0: greatest so. thing, listen, the greatest thing, in my opinion, that you can be doing right now is telling your story to what you can. And here's yeah. the reason why. Because people that don't tell their story, people that stay silent, people that don't know what's happening, they kind of just go away sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm asking yeah. my... I'm just thinking like really fast right now. I'm asking my audience to please pray for Debbie. Please pray for her family. Uh, Please pray that she will be protected. Uh, Please pray that she will have strength above her own beyond her own. Um, Because this is, this is this spiritual war is not just spiritual. It's also physical. Yeah. And so I'm, um, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for cutting you off again. Keep
2: Oh keep no, going. no. You're absolutely right. I mean, they have just this abundance of money. They and let me just tell you, it does not cost a lot to make a person disappear. I am like five two. I don't I'm a tiny little girl. It wouldn't be that hard to make me disappear. It really wouldn't. It could be a car accident and people wouldn't buy, you know, bat an eye. You know? So I'm just thinking the worst is gonna happen to me at this point. I'm looking at my parents. I'm scared because I don't want to get them involved because they had nothing. They're just like this old, you know, they're old. They're just trying to live out their retirement. They have nothing to do with this. And I'm freaking out because I don't know what to tell them. And um, I, I just told my mom, I was like, look, mom, I know you have a doctor's appointment. I will take you. She's like, well, don't you have work? I'm like, no, 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 mom, let me, let me take you to the doctor's office. But we need to go right now. I, I didn't. You know, my parents had nothing to do with it. So I take her to the doctor's office. I get a call from my dad and he's like, there's a red van, minivan parked outside our house right now and he won't leave. Is is something going on? I'm like, dad, are you serious? He's like, yeah, he tried ringing the doorbell and asking for you. He, he was asking for you. And I told him to, you know, that you weren't here, that you, you know, to, to leave, you know, and the guy apparently stayed perked out there for a while. I told my dad to record it, but my dad's kind of a boomer, so he's still trying to figure out the iPhone thing. Um, so yeah, so I couldn't get a recording. Like I said, they're they're just a lot of, <laughs> They're a little old, so they don't really understand the iPhone or the recording or anything. So, um, but yeah, he told me he was out there for a while, and I I was uh, I felt so bad for my parents, and I was so scared. I was like, oh great, what's gonna happen? Um, and at that point I was like, okay, they can send people to my house. Who knows? Maybe they might follow me. So I was, after that, I was just very paranoid. Um, I didn't leave the house for like a week. Um, and if I needed to go out, I would make sure to go out with like a few people. Like I would make sure both my parents were there or, um, you know, friends would come get me or whatever. I just did not want to be alone at all. Um, and then maybe like a week after that, um, I was James actually flew me to Nashville and I was going to do an interview with him and kind of just talk about everything and what had happened to me and whatnot. But, um, then the whole, um, drama with Project Veritas happened and it just overlapped and it just it just didn't happen pretty much um and at this point keep in mind I'm still terrified for my life um I was scared to also come out about it too especially with James being who he is and being this you know the face of you know bringing down corporations so I was terrified of them retaliating against me i'm talking about pfizer retaliating against me and um i'm terrified of them but
0: they care about they care about life Why oh yeah they... Such a thing? they care about life and they care about truth <laughs> they are the pillars they are the pillars of integrity
2: yeah they care about the you truth you should not be scared up. yeah yeah they are all no. they
0: are all safe and effective
2: <laughs> yeah very quiet. no but um Yeah, I was just, I was just terrified at this point. I was like, okay, I need a lawyer. I'm trying to figure out what kind of lawyer I needed at this point. And I was just looking around a lot of lawyers after they heard my story. A lot of them, it was in Illinois. So a lot of lawyers in Illinois typically lean to the left usually. So it was really hard to find one that was sympathetic to what I was going through um and then another issue that came up with it was the cost um i could not afford many of these lawyers it just had me thinking wow i should have gone to law school sounds like (laughs) you can make a lot of money in just a few hours wow but um so i was for a while it it was just so much happening at once i couldn't sleep i was scared i didn't know was going to be about my future anymore. I was like, did I screw this up? Did I ruin my life? Um, But in the end, I started to remember, you know, I'm a child of God. You know, if he is for us, who can be against us? There's no force big or great that can come against me. If God is for us. So I, I luckily have a really strong support group for my church and I had a um, youth group thing happening that night anyway. I-, I was reluctant to go at first because I was so traumatized. And I didn't want to uh, share my problems with anyone else, but um, I ended up going and the presence that I felt there reminded me that this is the peace that God has for his children and when I left that youth group service I felt peace and I felt loved and I felt you know his presence and I felt like he was reminding me it's okay I have a bigger plan for you I have something better for you and something that will glorify me and my kingdom so Um, so ever since then, I've felt something very, very different in my life. And it's something very spiritual. Um, a few, I, I, so every year I like to make like a new year's resolution. Last year, it was my physical appearance. So during COVID, I gained a lot of weight. And one of my goals last year was to get fit. And I did that. Um, maybe later on I can show the before and after pictures just so you guys can get an idea. It's crazy, but um, this year's resolution was to have a spiritual um relationship with God, um, it was to focus on my spiritual relationship. So when the year started, I was praying and you know, I was telling God how much I really didn't like my career, like my, my job. It's just a job that, you know, it consumes you. It consumes your life. It consumes your energy. Um, you're working for people who only care about money, um, who only care about themselves and their own, you know, they'll, they'll literally just step on you if it means moving up themselves. It's just a very, very hard industry to work in consulting. Um, and I was just asking God, God, I really, really want another opportunity where I can, you know, do something where I'm happy, but but that I love and that I can, you know, not have to sacrifice my spiritual side for work. Um, and, you know, something in the back of my head kept telling me, okay, next year, it's going to be different. It's going to be real different. And I had never imagined that I would have worked at Pfizer <laughs> or ever been fired from my job but um i just today i just remind myself you know god has a purpose he has a purpose for every single one of us and he's got something greater for us in the future so um it's all these prayers that people have been sending me um, i can feel it i can definitely feel it compared to you know the moment where i was locked in a room at Pfizer, I felt something so dark. I felt this dark spirit just, you know, trying to attack me. Um, but then now, after I came out, after people listened to my story and started praying for me, I can tell you guys that I, I feel it. I feel it every day. And um, if you don't believe in something, I think it's really time for you to believe in something because there's something happening. Right now, and the government, and the society, it's getting dark, and it's time for us to, you know, become warriors for God, so.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> um, God answers prayers. So this is a, this is not only a testament of how much he loves us, but, it, but it's also a testament of that he hears and he answers prayers this was a prayer. This, this was a, this was an answer to a prayer. And, and, and people need to know that when you go to heavenly father and you ask him that you want to grow, he will give you the opportunity to grow. And (laughs) I don't want to say, unfortunately, because it is fortunately, unfortunately, in the way that we think, the way that we grow, the way that we come to know Christ is that we have to go through a similar little Gethsemane, a little, you know, the scripture that talks about taking up your cross and following him. This is part of that. This is part of the test. Because we're here as God's children on on planet Earth. We are being tested. We are being tested to see if we are willing to do all things that he asks us to do. There's a scripture in uh, Revelation chapter 3 that I'd like to read. Um, Revelation 3.20, it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Okay? So do you know why God is knocking at the door? If any man or woman hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. So there's, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Christ standing at a door knocking have you ever seen those
2: yeah. a,
0: a lot of those pictures The there's not a doorknob on his side the doorknob is on our side we are the only ones that can let him in because god cannot force us back to him we have to let him in and then it says to him or her that overcometh will i grant to sit with me in my throne even I, as I have overcome and sat down with my father in his throne. And so I'm just so, this story is like way, this story is way more, th- this story is way better than I ever imagined. This this <laughs> interview. And this is exactly why I knew it. Like as soon as I saw your story, I'm like, I've got to get her. And God made it happen. And so please share this video because um, I have people on like you As a testament to try to get people prepared so that that when the time comes when that not if when the time comes that you have to make a very difficult decision that you will choose god and you will choose the right and then let the consequence follow and so i'm i'm so thankful for for your example and i'm so kind of anxious to see like where this road will lead you. How can people get a hold of you? You've got what are your what are your social channels so that they can at least get a hold of you to track your story.
2: Sure. Um so I I do have a Twitter. Um it should be at Debbie Bernal. Uh so at D E B B I E. B as a boy E-R N A L. Um that's probably the best way if you're on Twitter um
0: Instagram anything
2: yeah I do have Instagram Instagram uh the handle's a little funny I made it while I was younger um it's Lil Debbie L-I-L Debbie 787
0: you're still Lil Debbie but you're a powerhouse, <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't you're a powerhouse. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh so Lil Debbie 787 hmm okay so, um Debbie, thank you so much, please. Um, yeah, of course. Do you have anything else that you would like to add or that you would like to tell the audience? Most of most of the people that listen to um, my show, they, they're they of kind of the same way that you and I think. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is going to help a lot of people right now. Sure. It's going to boost their spirit. I, I try to give like good news too, because it's my belief that as this system, the beast system, as it continues to cannibalize itself. Cause that's, what's happening. It's, it's cannibalizing itself. It does not stand like the, a house divided will not stand. Pfizer will go down. They all will go down. It's just a matter of time. And so what message do you have a final message to people, um, that are, that are watching this, that think the same way that you and I think. Sure. Um,
2: well, first and foremost, God answers prayers he, it might not be right away but he answers prayers um, he has a plan for you he has a plan for all of us and it's our choice whether we want to go down his path or the world's path and given that the time that we're in and the things that we're seeing right now clearly you know we it, the, the choice is going to be harder whether we choose the right path or the worldly path. And I strongly encourage all your listeners to pick the right path, even, even if it's hard, to pick truth, and if you see anything or hear anything that you know is not true and you have the ability to bring out the truth, you should do that, even if it comes with consequences. Because in the end, you are God's child, and he will protect you, and he will provide for you, and he loves you. And if you just welcome him with open arms, I promise you your life will be so much more abundant than what it could be if you choose the path of the world. So, yeah.
0: Debbie Bernal, everyone. Debbie, thank you so much. And God bless you and your family. God
2: bless you. Thank you.